0: Off the bat, and I almost got into trouble already. It's going to be a good show, I feel like. How about you, jerk?
1: I'm ready to read my ballot live on air.
0: All righty. Let's go. So, how do we feel about that intro that there? That
1: was awesome.
0: That was just for you, sir.
1: That was the, I, like, that might have been the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> ah. as, 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 much, as much as I love our theme song, for this week only, I'm more than happy to to put it on pause. Nice. Welcome back to the
0: unedited, unfiltered, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. It is the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA, or as I guess what we're calling it, the Eric Carlson Show Part 2. This time around, we got three games for you coming from home. But first, remember, as always, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, follow us on social media, and if you'd like to join in the chat, make sure to subscribe. Thank you, bots, for ruining some of the last few podcast so now it's like no we got to make sure you're subscribed here and how great would that be if all those bots subscribed to us you can help support the content we deliver keep us commercial free using the super chat option during live shows or by using venmo which you can find us at teal town usa remember your donations keeps the cast free of silly commercials we like that if you're not watching live on youtube make sure to add your take in the comment section of this video and while you're there hey Give it a thumbs up, and as always, not here to change your mind, people, only to offer our thoughts, and yes, we're going to be giving away a lunchbox a little bit later in the show.
1: I might try to change your mind.
0: All right. Well, hashtag tank together. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you know things are bad when the bad boys bail bonds people aren't behind the shark's bench?
1: No kidding. Dude, Dude, what was the
0: last time you saw that neon shirt?
1: I, I don't want to say when the last time I saw them was because I fig- I think it might uh, make some people feel a certain way. <laughs> All right, you know uh, there, so, there's a, there's a certain uh, we'll just say there's a certain playoff game that I saw them in their seats for. Oh crap.
0: Let's <laughs> not. Uh, instead, let's get into the week of Sharks hockey. We had three games this week. The sharks went over, over, and three. Awful. Two against the Ducks. They crowbarred one against the Panthers in there. And so 14 games in, we're sitting at a 3-8-3 and record with nine points. Currently last in the Pacific. Uh, all, however, Anaheim, eh, they're, they're in the thick of it right now. That could change. But 31st out of 32 in the league by points percentage. And you have to think that, uh, I mean, who thought that Columbus was going to be like the early leader to the basement?
1: With Johnny uh, Gaudreau and all of that, yeah, you thought you thought maybe that they would, you thought maybe they'd take a step in the right direction, but I kind of feel like the Eastern Conference as a whole is better, and so you know somebody's got to be on the outside, right?
0: <sighs> Dude, <laughs> who saw New Jersey here? Who saw Pittsburgh here right now? This is a, <laughs> it's a really weird start. I can't wait to kind of get the thirty thousand foot view once we get a quarter way into the season, but yikes. Uh, let's see, the first game, it's a 6-5 shootout, and uh, look, EK, I, dude, I mean, you're wearing it on the shirt, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, continues to be the player that I've been waiting forever for. for. Uh, I Gotta say, dude, he's coming through. Uh, first career hat, track, uh, hat trick, and then you got Myers stepping up this week. I mean, Chief falls down, gets back up, and scores on the power play, and has had a lot of luck this week. I mean, Silverberg scores scores a uh, scores a goal for him. It's I don't know. It's uh, oh, and Jerk called it. If you remember last week, I asked. I said, "Who's going to score next, Hurdle or Meyer?" And <laughs> Jerk was just like,
1: "Uh, yeah, watch this." <laughs> did the uh, my question is Did the uh, did the intern get the clip, or do we? have to just have people trust us that i said it
0: oh let me see steven
1: i wouldn't be surprised if timo meyer got two goals before hurdles next goal well
0: and they played the ducks two other than the next three games so Hola <laughs> boom hmm. boom interesting
1: interesting <laughs> development
0: <laughs> called it called it oh uh, oh uh. Anything else you can take away from this Anaheim game before we get to some clips? Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you you want to say something about putting LeBanc out second in the shootout or well, at
1: all. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of of the sort of opinion that if you have a good player who's maybe they're in a funk, uh, you know, you want to keep them in a good position to – Uh, get out of that funk, you know, put them with good players, put them in the right situations and all that kind of stuff. But when when you've done, I mean, yeah, he's had some good shifts, but you haven't been on the score sheet in forever. And we're supposed to just believe that you're going to get a goal in the shootout. Like, obviously he has the skill to do so, as we saw in the second Anaheim game, but I would much rather put somebody who has scored a goal within the last few days in the shootout, just, you know, for the obvious reasons. Um, I mean, at least he ended up coming through, right? But they lost. So ultimately it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let me hit a couple of things in the chat real quick. Sharks last. Uh, Any info on Ferraro? Not that I've heard.
1: Yeah, no, nothing.
0: And since uh, they, they basically had today off and tomorrow
1: off, Probably won't hear anything until their uh, practice on Tuesday. But I was going to say they don't they don't play again until Thursday. So I have to imagine with how much travel they've done, we're going to hear a whole lot of nothing probably until Tuesday at the earliest. Yeah,
0: a big bird coming in hot. Ek p- finally playing like we've been paying him to play, and everybody's licking his crack. <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? You uh, gotta... Dude, w-
0: when you when you put in as many points as Carlson has in the last two weeks.
1: Uh, dude, I think
0: you deserve a good tongue lashing.
1: Well, and not only that, not only that, but, uh, we kind of talked about it last week as well, where the offense has obviously been there for Eric Carlson. I mean, 19 points in 14 games, he got 10 goals, just incredible offensive stats. Uh, but it, it's so much more than that too. You know, we talked about, uh, he's blocked, he's blocking more shots. He's he's still not hitting as much as I would like him to, but he's hitting more. Um, he's severely limited the amount of give, his takeaway to giveaway ratio. He's he's lowered that. Um, it, it's been a complete, I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse here, but it's been a complete 180 in his all around game, not even just the offense.
0: Do you put any of this on Quinn or is this just Carlson finally being 100% healthy?
1: It's probably, I mean, honestly, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think obviously the health is the biggest factor here. I mean, if if we, how many years have we been saying it? Like if you're not a hundred percent, don't play. And finally he seems to be a hundred percent. And so just the, when you watch him on the ice, like he's noticeably crisper, faster, smoother, all that good stuff. But I think a lot of it is system related as well. I mean, Kevin Lacey has been talking about forever that Burns and Carlson, they sort of cannibalized each other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether they were both out there or whether they were together or whether it was separate. And so no Burns being on the team, it it sort of put all the onus on Carlson to make things happen from the blue line. And he's done that. But also, um, like we've talked about before, you know, his, the way that he's being utilized is, is, much different. Yes, you know, you can you can point and say, well, his average time on ice is the highest it's been since he's been on the Sharks. And that's a true statement. You'd be correct in saying that. But he has played much more five versus five in power play than he has uh, on the penalty kill, um, you know, and, and is he that, even on the kill. Well, and the, and, and that's what I was going to say is it It seems like he's almost you know, been used very seldomly. And just, just looking right now in the, in these three games, you know, he played 16 seconds, uh, against, and An, against Anaheim. The ducks had four power plays.
0: I was going to say, let me guess. That's, that's him going out when there's five seconds left, right?
1: Yeah. He played, he played 49 seconds against Florida. They had three power plays. He played no time against Anaheim 2.0. Granted they didn't have any power plays. So I guess it doesn't matter in that situation, but it, he's being used, yeah, jet like overall, he's on the ice more than he's ever been, but he's being used in different situations, you know, that allows his creativity, skill set to flourish better.
0: Yeah. Um, but despite the first career hat trick or whatnot, uh, you can hear him, man, he's still like, yeah, I don't really care about this shit. I just, I just want to win hockey games.
2: I think we just played a little bit too loose. Uh, you know, we did a few good things, but, uh, you know, I think we we know how to play against teams that are, you know, on paper much better than we are. Uh, you know, we got to find a way to uh, to be able to play games like this where we still have to, uh, you know, play hard without the puck and find ways to, uh, you know, possess it more and, and you know be the leading team and lead this uh, this match. And, and uh, today we didn't find a way to do that. I think that, you know, they controlled, uh, uh, you know, most part of the puck and. Uh, had more possession than we did and, and uh, you know that's not how we want to play the games.
0: I feel like Carlson would have had a little bit more to say had he not had to get back to the 1920s and get on his <laughs> sell some papers.
1: So I, I got a staff for you. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So this season that we the Sharks have played 14 games. Eric Carlson has played in total five minutes, 5.1 minutes uh, on the penalty kill. So what would you know? Five minutes and whatever you know. Five minutes and six seconds. We'll say not much. If you prorate that, if you prorate that over the course of the entire regular season, eighty-two games, and fingers crossed, he makes it to eighty-two games, that will get him to twenty-nine point eight minutes on the penalty kill. For reference, in the uh, in the the hub season where Carlson only played fifty-two games, he had. Double that on the penalty kill. I know. So the you 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 look at it like this: if he plays a full season, he's gonna get half, and and might I add, half of his of his Sharks career low in terms of minutes on the penalty kill. Because the first season he was on the Sharks when they went to the Western Conference Final, 107 minutes on the penalty kill, 166 minutes in the bubble season. So. To me that's kind of your X factor for why is Carlson flourishing so much just cuz he's not killing penalties as so much. He's able to focus on 5 versus 5 power play and again not having Brent Burns take minutes away from him, take opportunities away from him and I think it's sort of the perfect cocktail. I remember
0: though at a post game that they were asking about his PK minutes and he went off saying, you know, whether you guys think it or not, I'm a, you know, I'm a good PKer and blah 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 blah. It's just, uh, funny maybe that maybe that's true. Yeah. But it's just funny to see that, you know, his, his numbers just going through the roof, having insanely limited PK time. So, right.
1: Well, and, and, and if you, and even if you want to, you know, if you want to just keep it recent, you want to crunch the numbers based on last year, you know, let's, let's say he only gets to 50 games, which is what he played last year that he's only on pace to hit 18.2 minutes on the penalty kill last year. He was 74 minutes on the penalty kill Jeez. in 50 games.
0: Yeah, uh, so I mean, you, you got to congratulate. <laughs> <That'll> do it. <laughs> you got to congratulate the guy. Uh, first career hat trick. That's uh, didn't the uh, didn't a different ek also have his first career hat trick as a shark? If memory serves.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, he had go four to games.
0: oh, so go to San Jose to get your first career hat trick. I think is what they're saying. Um, you know, but afterwards, um, you know, it's a great shot. I felt like the messages on the puck were a little much, perhaps. <laughs> a little inappropriate but that's incredible, incredible. you need <laughs> to send me that picture <laughs> i thought it was a little inappropriate but i get that it it's awesome. understood it's understood did you
1: do that or is that the puck guy special
0: uh i requested that the puck guy do that
1: nice shout out to eric
0: yeah but uh yeah there we go uh, the one thing that seemed to be spoke uh, spoken about the most during that first game against anaheim um is his name Barbonov? Is it Barbanoff? Is it Barbona? I think it's Barabanoff, but I can't be sure. Also, who the hell is Rodham Shimmick?
1: <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, whenever whenever I uh, if it makes you feel any better, whenever I call you on my my iPhone, it always the phone always says back to me, calling Adj Strong because <laughs> it doesn't understand AJ so you I know see. names names are hard for people and uh. I think you'll see that you know you see that across the board that names can be hard uh,
0: you know what's even harder for some people is just uh, I guess situational awareness and where we're at in the game like when I don't know I think Eric Carlson needed to score in order to continue the game but the uh, broadcaster felt differently. So if Carlson scores here, Cassie, this one is over. All the pressure now on Stolars. Stolars with a little fist pump,
2: and there you have it.
0: The Anaheim... and there you have it. <laughs> we just said it was going to be the. <sighs> yeah,
1: I don't know. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't really. Oh, I, and I get that. It's not that big of
0: a deal. I get that, but there's, uh, it was just, I don't know, it just kind of funny. I don't have a problem with her calls, like, I, you know, I, I and this will probably bake a lot of people's noodle. Aside from a couple of flubs like that, like, I would take her over Doc Emmerich. I think
1: there's a lot of people I would take her over.
0: Oh, well, see, there you go. Um,
1: like, every, like, everybody has, you know, it, it, everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses, and that's that's kind of it. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. Like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Cassie Campbell, which I think influences quite a bit. But the broadcast team that we had for the Anaheim one game and the Florida game, I would take it over the Sharks broadcast. I'll be totally honest. Oh, with you. Oh,
0: damn. Well, there, there was just a couple things that that just kind of rubbed me. The, uh, Hextel has a I don't know if it's just a, a crutch or whatever, but she says that he has or that they did. There's a lot of that for some reason. I'm not sure why. But the thing that really gets me is that her inflection, the way she calls a game, I swear to God, dude, it sounds like she's on a local station in the morning talking, you know, like, we'll see some morning precipitation leading into a breezy afternoon for you drive home and now here's Dan Davidson with your sports. Dan? Like, there's, I don't know, there's a very kind of local morning news affect to her uh, to her delivery. But... I don't know. Again, I don't think she's uh, worth the vitriol she receives. I don't think she's nearly that bad, but uh, hey, we can all use reps. It's all good. Um, There was a little historic note for this Anaheim game. It was the lowest attended Sharks game in Sharks history. Huge. Huge. (laughs) Beating a game versus the Sabres back on November 2nd, 2021 by one. And there was also some uh, some interesting horn blasts over like the – I don't know who's running the horn at SAP, but the, was it Tampa? The Tampa scored and they accidentally blew. It was a yeah. <laughs> and then it used to be for the longest time there'd at least be two horn blasts when the Sharks score, and now it seems like there's just one. I guess we're saving energy. Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, truthfully, I actually haven't noticed.
0: All right, well, um, another good thing for that game, uh, the Sharks, or at least on this week, Sharks' power play is starting to come alive. That's nice. One for three against Anaheim. One for two against Florida, but that was a, uh, you know, you had a five-minute power play for Florida, and Meyer's goal was five on three. So you would hope that they would score in there. Um, Florida, Reimer comes back into that. Now, you know, Kakanen, I... (sighs) I, I don't know where do you, where do you hang it on him because Kackinen how how responsible is he for the first Anaheim one point loss when you you know allow five goals and I right. thought I thought he was absolute garbage in the shootout like Zegris and Terry were just like Phew, excuse me while I just tuck this behind you I don't know how much do you hang on Kakenin?
1: It it's hard to say because like pretty much since he's been. Uh, since he's been on the Sharks, he's he's put up really good goaltending that has been for nothing because the Sharks have not been able to help him out. Obviously, you know you pointed to the Anaheim, <clears throat> the Anaheim one point game where you know you you think you, usually five goals is enough to win, um, but I, I don't know. I still just because of like the skill that he has, obviously, and and kind of the hand that he's been dealt. Like I still try to give him the benefit of the doubt because the really the only difference that I've noticed between his game and Reimer's game has been, you know, Reimer's ability to like make a spectacular save now and again. But in terms of the goals they allow, I haven't really noticed a stark sort of contrast one way or the other.
0: Well, Reimer got the, I mean, after kind of a not total ping ponging, but a little bit of off and on now it's Reimer two, two straight. Wouldn't surprise me if Reimer goes against St. Louis as the Sharks. See,
1: I, I disagree. I think Kakinen will go. Oh
0: yeah, actually, yeah, because St. Louis has fallen off a fucking cliff. I
1: think you're completely correct. Well, not only that, but with cat Ka- like Kakinen, for all intents and purposes, Kakinen is the goalie of the future. Like you're not you're not doing yourself any favors by punishing him for mm. a loss, especially when like we've talked about all year, the sharks are gonna lose more than they win. And, you know, we talked about all summer and, and into the season, we talked, you know, just give, like, let Kakanen play consistently, regularly, regardless of the outcome. The Sharks are a bad team, no matter how you slice it. Just play Kakanen. He's your goalie of the future. Get him reps. Get him as the number one. And is just be, is be he the goalie it. of the future? <laughs> I would say so.
0: Well, I don't know. We'll, I know that Quinn said, you know, once it, it's just whoever stops the puck more is going to start more right now that seems to be rymer
1: yeah but eventually you know once the playoff picture becomes crystal clear you know that's going to change yeah um and and i look forward to the kakinen and dell tandem after the trade deadline
0: <laughs> absolutely i i'm hoping for that uh what what what's going on with Svechnikov? That, that was my guy like a week or so ago when we were doing heroes of the week and then he,
1: he gets scratched Like, he went from the top line to being scratched. He was brutal against Anaheim 1.0. Like, he got yanked off that line because he was so brutal. And, you know, I I will admit he has... He's outperformed my expectations for him. And I know you're going to scratch your head when you look and see that he has two goals. But, yes, he outperformed my expectation for him. So, I get what you're saying. But, like, just looking, I, I would still... Rather have Noah Gregor in the lineup over him. I know mm-hmm. Lindblom has Lindblom's been brutal. He's probably been one of the worst. Like in terms of expectations, he's probably been one of the worst forwards on the team. I still would rather have him in the lineup over Svechnikov. But again, the bottom six for the Sharks has been incredibly fluid. So if Svechnikov can get back in against the Blues okay, like, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> well, do you think uh, Quinn has finally kind of like dialed in his top line that it's going to be Hurdle, Meyer, and LeBanc for the foreseeable future?
1: I mean, you know, the way they were buzzing against Anaheim on Saturday, I I don't have any issue with that, you know, and and even if you want to take it a step further, you know, I thought Couture and Barabanov as a duo have looked really good. I wish that the Nieto third was guy the... on that line, was, I wish that it was. I mean, literally anybody, Spetsch right? I mean, on it, sure, I would put Zvechnikov there. Zvechnikov has scored a goal that actually looks like a goal scorer. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, but I like I would put anybody there. I would put Lindblom there. I would put Kun in there. I would put Noah Gregor there. Like I I'd put Jonah Gadjevich there, let's be totally honest. And that's not meant to be a slight on Ga- on say, oh yeah, even Gadjevich, because I've actually thought Gadjevich has played really well this season. But it's just like, and I hate to say this because I'm sure Matt Nieto is a swell guy, but it him getting traded away cannot come soon enough. <clears throat> Jesus, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. I mean, well, because we, ta- you, dude, episode one of the season, you said, you said we know the sharks are going to lose more than they win. I just want to see excitement. I want to see positive steps in the right direction, and a ufa penalty killing fourth line winger that has mannequin hands that's not exciting that's not building for the future like again the the however many the four or five players that i listed off you know the guys who are going to be here after this year put them up there
0: and pj coming in hot meanwhile aiden hills five and oh 2.17 2.17 goals against 9.25 save per So,
1: So what you're saying then is... is a,
0: a, when a, a goalie that has a much better team in front of him puts up better numbers?
1: I was going to say, the, a goalie playing behind the best team in the league has good numbers? You don't say.
0: <laughs> oh, anything else about the Florida game?
1: Uh, I was... Even though they ended up losing, I was very pleased to see the way the Sharks were able to battle back against a really good team.
0: Yes, clawed back, but once again, which seems to be an ongoing theme over the last, oh, I don't know, 2023 season, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 22-23 season, is that the Sharks can claw back, but they can't hold that damn lead, which takes me to Anaheim 2.0, where they allowed two goals in the last four minutes. Like All you had to do was just hold on to that lead and then you make some brain farts and like figure out how to hold a lead boys.
1: Yeah. It's even if you're like, even if you're going to lose, like don't do it after you were ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And you, you were, you played disciplined enough that you didn't even get called for a penalty. Well, and, and, and as you alluded to, like, The top line, the top line was buzzing. All three of them had three points. You know, your, your number one defenseman looked really good. He got another assist. Um, And you got 52 shots on goal. That too. I mean, the, like, and and even, you know, Luke Cunning, I, I, I'm, he's been, he's been very meh lately, but I still am optimistic for him. He got a goal on the power play. That's awesome. You know, like. The the recipe was there for the Sharks to have a successful night, and to the point that you made of, like, forget anything, just hanging in there. Even that was too tall of an order. <laughs> oh, like, even okay. if they, like, even, okay, so, so Mason McTavish, he scores with about four minutes left. Okay. Out of the box. Yeah, out like, of the box. No, which... no
0: one picked that up.
1: Yeah, bru- brutal mistake on the part of the Sharks, but you know what? It happened. Whatever. You just gotta say, okay, we're still up by one. Let's reset. They're gonna pull their goalie. We'll bury one. Boom. Over with. And then they let you <laughs> And know, then what happened? Let, well, and then they let Adam Henrique come in, and, and and you know, it's like the the narratives, you know, and and this is something that we've kind of, at least I've been tracking. You know, so you know, Adam Henrique, you know, he gets the game tying goal in Anaheim. One He got uh, he had a goal. He had two goals actually. Uh, in Anaheim, 1.0, Like all of his goals this season have been against the Sharks, <laughs> and 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 even then, and you know Max Comtois. You know I, I I threw it out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw, but you know Max Comtois does it to the Sharks again. You know, did you know that he so thirty three NHL goals. You know, nine of his goals are against the Sharks. Only nine. Nine out of three, dude. Over a quarter of his goals <laughs> are against the Sharks. Like you have to. My belief is that as a coach, you have to. You know, you need to sort of dig into those numbers and say, hey, this guy, be it Henrik, be it Comtois, they regularly kind of stick it to us. We need to not let that happen.
0: And you want to talk about, uh, I don't know, sack carrying, whatever you want to call Ball it. All washing. Dude, the fact that the Sharks lost three games this week, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but at the end of every game, they name the three stars. The Sharks lost three games this week, and out of nine stars, one of them was an opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get, I totally, you of course give Carlson the first star when he gets his hat trick. Absolutely. But this game against Anaheim, it's LeBanc, Hurdle, and Carlson. Henrik? No? Stolars. I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, based on those numbers, it's pretty tough, but still dude, 52 shots on goal.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I just he don't lets get in. it,
0: man. Three, three sharks in a losing effort for the three stars. I'm like, sure. Home, but it reminds me of Vegas. I remember there was a couple times with Vegas where, uh, you know, somebody threw like a goalie would shut out Vegas and that goalie would still be the third star.
1: Yeah, well, that, and that's the thing. Like you said, every when it comes to three stars, every team, they do the they have the home cooking in their favor. Um so it's you know, not to be like a big surprise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like
0: well, Ian pointing at it is it's because they already sent in their three stars before the comeback. I get that, but
1: Well, yeah, cuz you know, when when most teams are up by two goals with 4 minutes left, you they don't can think shut it's going to shit down. Yeah, you don't think it's going to go sideways. <laughs>
0: Uh, but good news for the Sharks. It was their second
1: sellout of the season. So they say, I thought you were going to say good news is that they don't play till Thursday. Uh, That's also good news, but you can, um, maybe it's
0: just me, but Quinn post post game that I got to say, dude, the more I hear Quinn post game, the more I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I dig that this guy kind of puts it all out there. And, However, though, watch this clip and this is like three separate clips that are all kind of stitched together because I, you know, I don't want to go through some extra BS, but listen to these answers. Tell me he's not, or at least that you don't get the idea that he might be biting his tongue. Like he
2: wants to say more here we are at the end of a power play you put guys out there it's and we just make a saucer pass from the corner to a guy in the middle of the blue line and they go on a breakaway and it's just you know it's learning and sometimes you've got to learn and feel this type of pain before you actually stop playing that way and doing the things we've done and it's just uh, it's very disheartening because of the result very encouraging from the way we played but you know, I feel for our guys big time because you want to talk about a physical and mental effort, and we talked about it before. We continue to feel like we're going the right direction, but Jesus, do we shoot ourselves in the foot? We just made a really bad decision. We had total control of the puck. Those guys knew they were out there at the end of a power play. And we tried to make an offensive play. That's all there was to it. Guys that shouldn't be doing it. And sometimes you have to suffer to this extent to change your approach. And that's really all it was to it because, you know, everybody played well tonight for the most part. I mean, it wasn't, you know, the sad thing is they make a bad play like that, but they have good games, you know. But at the end of the day, when you make a play of that, of that magnitude, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it hurts. It hurts. So, you know, it just, uh, I mean, you got to know the situation when you go out there and too often lately. And I don't want to, you know. I, too often we we aren't aware of it, which is a mental thing, and we've got to keep harping on it. But listen, we're making bad mistakes at bad times, and it's different people, right? It's not one guy.
0: I don't know, dude. There's a couple times where he's like going, it's it's like he almost wants to say, It's this guy. Right. <laughs> who's 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 making things tough for us, man.
1: Well, and as you know, you know, it's way too like from a coach's perspective, it's way too uh, way too early to start carving guys, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, oh, but, absolutely.
0: But I just love the fact, dude, I mean, he's like five seconds away from, we need to stop stepping on our own dicks around here. Okay.
1: Right. Well, the, and that's the thing is, is, is just, I, I, I like the approach he's taken because, you know, I, even though the sharks, you know, since they've not been a good team, you know, under Bob and now under David Quinn, they've, they've found a way to stick around even when they're completely out of the game, they stick around. But at the same time, there's too many of those just kind of mental lapses, you know, where it's just like you're watching. And again, we are not players. We're not coaches. We're not anything except fans who somehow get to talk about the game. And, you know, we're kind of watching at home. Like what the hell did I just watch? (laughs) And, and, and the the prime example is what David Coon is talking about. You know, at the end of that, Uh, the end of that power play where Mason McTavish ended up scoring. Like there was a reason why when the goalie is, the goalie smacks their stick on the ice, when the power play is going to expire is so you have a heads up, Hey guys coming out of the box, maybe don't throw it up this way. And then not only that, I thought, you know, just the personnel that are out there, like that was a pass. I believe it was, I want to say it was from Nieto to, to Lawrence and then obviously skipped over Lawrence stick and went straight to Mason McTavish. But like, at the end of a power play when you know the guy's coming out of the box and you're not really the guys looked at for offense, I don't know that I'd be trying the quick snap pass up to the top. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Again, it's, it's the idea of just play simple. That's it's yeah. all you have to do. You don't have the talent. You don't. Well, and, so you right, need to and, outwork outthink the other team. You have to be smarter in those situations.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, especially, again, when you're up by two goals. Obviously, you, you should never take your foot off the gas. But when you're up by two goals and it's the end of the game, like, you know, Drew Remenda said, the situational awareness, you know, knowing how much time is left and knowing what's going on, you need to know, hey, we're up by two. The game's almost over. We cannot do anything dumb. And that's what happened.
0: <laughs> Can't get Quinn his 100th NHL win yet.
1: Sad. And um. And here's the thing. Like, Quinn... You know, I know people are... There's been conversation of, oh, is Quinn a transitional coach? You know what I mean? Just because of Ryan Worsofsky being on the bench, you know? Mm, and So people people have asked that question. Um, But regardless, here's the thing. Like with David Quinn, you know, his contract, uh, it's for three years. So this year and two after. He's not going anywhere. Like, you don't... Like, he's seeing it all the way through. So, like he's just going to say whatever he needs to say. And you know what, if, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that this, any of this is true. This is all hypothetical, but let's just say, you know, let's just say Nick Benito comes out and is like, man, you know what? I'm really tired of hearing Nick, uh, David Quinn talk. Well, you're going to be gone at the end of the year. So it doesn't matter. True that. And, it, and it's very much, you know, not to say that this is an idea that has permeated the sharks locker room at all, but Quinn is gonna be here for at least three years. Like, so get on board or get out. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In term from from the perspective of the players, I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Sharks, it seems like job one is learn how to play with a goddamn lead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they used to know how. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems like it's been a while.
0: <laughs> Ugh, I feel like we've we've had this as a talking point before. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, eh. All right, so, yeah, Sharks still haven't... Oh, no, they do have a regulation... Oh, no, not a regulation win because the win versus Toronto was OT, right? So,
1: again, by Eric Carlson. They have one regulation win. It was against the the Flyers.
0: Yeah, in Philly. So, yeah, still got to get that first win at SAP this season. Yeah, team needs to learn how to hold a goddamn lead. Uh, And, of course, with that... uh, You know, social media is fun from time to time because of how silly it can go with all the people, you know, again, trying to give the tongue lashing to Eric Carlson, but now it's the calls to, Couture needs the C-stripped. He needs to be moved on. Now, why in the hell would you do that? Can you think of a certain reason? Any reason? I mean, the I mean, only th- if- they they just finished a six game road or home and he only talked to the media once. I don't know why that was. I don't know that it means anything. I'm just pointing out that it's something that happened, but I'm just I'm mm-hmm. trying to understand that it's like is it that is it that, that EK is doing well so they need a new
1: whipping boy and Couture is like the next contract? Well, I think that's part of it. <laughs> you know, I I certainly think there's a consideration there. I think also like just the fact that like the captaincy in the NHL is like super overvalued, you know, if you, so let's say you take the C off of Couture's Jersey, let's just say
0: do you, you th- put do it on. Do you think that has to do or the, what the team, who the team is plays into that though? Like maybe it's not a big of a deal in San Jose as it is at, with a different squad, like I mean, maybe, maybe in Boston or something.
1: But like pretty much around the league, the letters on the jerseys are pretty meaningless, you know, like, the 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 example that I would give is uh, is Blake Wheeler. You know, Blake Wheeler was the captain of Winnipeg for six or seven years, and they took the C they took the C off of him uh, this past summer. And yeah, he just so happens to be uh, third on their team in scoring, so can't be that much of an issue. <laughs> well, and it's not and, as if
0: the Sharks don't have a history for stripping C's.
1: But even then, okay, so you take the C off of Couture and you put it on Carlson's jersey, or you put it on Hurdle's jersey. Does that are they a better team all of a sudden? Are the players better? Do they have new players that I don't know about? Exactly.
0: So that's why you know, I, it, I don't get the uh, the only the, call. the
1: only there's only there's only one sort of criticism I think with Logan Couture that you could add, and he's he's had a, a pretty slow start when it comes to the season. Yes, he's he's fourth on the team in 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 scoring. You know, he's got eight points in fourteen games, but that doesn't really that doesn't really get anywhere close to, you know, what he's done historically. I mean, that's going to bring him, that would bring him to 47 points, which is uh, over the course of a full season, which is, would be his lowest uh, in 10 years, you know? So he's just, he's not been good. And And I think you could make a pretty sound argument that he's been stapled with some wingers for the third year in a row. Might I add, has been <laughs> has been stapled with wingers who just aren't doing anything, yeah. and I think, and I think that's a fair credit, and I I think that's a fair criticism to make. But at the same time, a player that's as good as Couture is, you have to be able to succeed in spite of what you have.
0: I feel that. Oof. I don't know, it's tough. Now, again, social media, she's a fickle bitch some days, and uh, the other thing that popped out. And I'm just going to throw this out. You can decide it's stupid and you're not going to answer it. You can decide it's stupid and you're still going to answer it. But one of the things that has come around is, uh, you know, as EK65 has played, now playing to his contract, having redemption season, revenge tour, whatever you want to call it, if this continues, if the right offer comes down the pipe, do you deal EK65?
1: Uh, so the answer that I would give to that it's is it's Mitch Marner available? <laughs> Ew, I don't want him anywhere near this team. It's well, the same. You know, a team that has
0: good picks, prospects, cap space, primed for a run. They I would
1: f- take. I would take William Nylander before I took Mitch Marner.
0: Okay, but you get what I'm saying is that right. with four years
1: left, either the Sharks eat, you know, three and a half million. The way. The way that I answer this question is the same way that I answer the question about should the Sharks trade Timo Meyer, is how long do you think it's going to take for them to get back on track? Right. If the, Because keep in mind, we're already four years in to the nonsense, mm-hmm. if you will. So if next year is the final year of crap and then in two years the Sharks are ready to contend for a playoff spot again, then no, you keep them, you hold on to them. But if we're four years in and Mike Greer thinks it's going to take another four, dump him. Solid,
0: solid, and
1: and it's and <clears> I <throat> feel the same way about Timo Meyer. Saying you could apply that answer to both of them, and it's going to mean the same thing.
0: And well, the other thing too is, and because we don't know, what if it's a case of Eric <clears throat> gets through the majority of this season and the tea leaves he's reading is this is not, I am not going to have a shot here over the next four years. Get me the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly anything is possible. Uh, do you want to know something that's just a little, a little tasty piece of information, not meant to be anything other than just a, Hmm. (laughs) Whip it out. Do you happen to know what team right now is looking for a right-handed defenseman?
0: Um, all of them, Ottawa, (laughs) oh my god how great would that be a hero's welcome give
1: us back norris that would be spicy
0: (laughs) dude but you know it's not as if the sharks don't have a long history of bringing back players they initially got rid of so it could happen i don't hold on well wait a minute it doesn't that also depend on how quick they can sell the ottawa senators to ryan reynolds
1: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i don't know new money in there who knows Ooh, me likey i don't know that that's more just me bullshitting i don't think there's anything to that that's fun. uh look
0: on this homestand again that there were some good things that you can take away from it the special teams have started to wake up um the power play six for 18 33 percent not too shabby on the power play hopefully that continues pk still remains hot they killed 12 of 14 uh, the goalie numbers need to improve. You can see that along the scroll at the top, but um, hmm, definitely a a leap forward to where the season started. And do are, do you fear though that like the Sharks are kind of turning a corner a little bit? And because I mean, you think about it: three straight shootout losses, and I think for the most part, we're what fourteen games into this. I would say eleven of these, the. They've been in every one. They just couldn't find that one little piece. And what if they start to find that piece?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it is something to think about, but at the same time, I kind of feel like everybody has been sort of playing above their head a little bit. I mean, you can ask the questions, oh, what if, you know, what if the sharks had another good defenseman beyond Derek Carlson? What if the goalies were average? What if they had six top six forwards? I mean, <laughs> who knows right but i don't know i just look at the fact that okay three games in a row you scored so you scored five goals then you scored three goals then you scored four goals there are a lot of teams who will win all three of those games mhm well and the sharks and, had had the lead in all three of those games right and so you know maybe maybe the sharks are in a position where they can you know they can stay in the fight a little bit longer maybe but at the end of the day, this team is not going to go anywhere substantial until a grenade is thrown <laughs> on this blue line. And that's just a fact. Dude, and how like, do
0: you solve that? I mean, especially I mean, <clears throat> we saw what happened when as soon as Ferraro goes down for any amount of time or missing Vlasic for a period.
1: But even then, like I know like Ferraro, like and again, we we love Ferraro. He's a friend of the show, but like Eric Carlson is in a league completely high up on his own. And like Ferraro has been decent, Vlasic's been decent, uh, Shimick, I thought has been decent, but you sort of need a guy who falls in between those two tiers, mm-hmm. and the Sharks don't have that. You need a, and I think I for what is
0: asked of Magna, I, I think yes, he's I forgot Magna
1: Magna has yeah, been I, awesome.
0: Yeah, just you know, is, is it, it? seems as though uh, who wasn't Shimmick for a while, the Wookie Whisperer. And it seems like Megna has kind of filled that spot that Middleton had where it's like he's the Carlson whisperer a little bit.
1: What if I told you...
0: Oh, fuck, here we go.
1: That, that Magna, Matt Benning has
0: just been traded?
1: What if I told you that Megna is the only defenseman besides Carlson that is plus? Sorry, the only regular defenseman besides Carlson that is plus? Oh, yeah, completely believe that.
0: I mean, dude, that's just collateral damage there.
1: Well, that's... Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it's like... It, it's a pretty sweet setup to play with Eric Carlson. I mean, how many, how many second assists is Megna going to get just by going D to D? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but Dude, they I, don't you know, care how, just how many. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, we, we ripped on Megna last year and I think rightfully so ripped L- on him, a little bit. but he's been really good this year. And now if the sharks are a Stanley cup contender, do they want Megna and Carlson as the top pair? I'm not totally sure about that. But there are worse setups to have, you know. Well, I mean, if if, if you could honestly, like, if you could have a situation like Carlson Megna, I think that's fine as a top pair. If you could have a situation where Vlasic and I think the big thing is Vlasic and Ferraro need to play separately for one. And for two, they both each need their own competent defense partner, maybe somebody who's a little bit more offensive um, and then you ride as Shimmick as your seventh guy, and you know it's not perfect, but it's good. It's
0: well, decent. I mean, Shimmick has this year and one more, right? Doesn't he? Uh, have or is that it...
1: is correct information.
0: So, uh, just writing on what PJ Forty Eight is saying, uh, Shimmick might actually be tradable at this point. I mean, if the Fair if the Sharks are out of this, you know, Valentine's Day. Like, I'm not saying the E is right next to their name at that point, but if it's if all the writing is on the wall, I mean, we've talked about Reimer getting moved for something. We talked, uh, you've talked at length about moving Nieto. <laughs> Whenever something <laughs> comes down the pipe, uh, Shimmick could be a potential piece if he continues to come along, and then maybe that opens up a spot for whether it's Merkley Stanley. or uh, Pulio. Who? <laughs> I don't. I'm, I know I'm not pronouncing that right. Derek Pouliot? Oh, Pouliot. Okay, see, I've heard the the, ref, the um, announcer thing that I have says Pulio.
1: I believe it, Kevin or Ian will have to confirm this. I believe Derek Pouliot's on an AHL-only deal.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so, fuck that guy. But either but like, way, there's some pieces. Hatika.
1: I was going to say, you could, like, just the way, and, you know, <laughs> it's November. Should we be talking about next year? I don't know, but... <laughs> You know, like dude, Harrington. I'm talking about
0: next February,
1: <laughs> right? but, you know, but you're going to have, you know, you're going to, as we've talked about all along, you know, once the trade deadline comes and goes, I mean, you know, Harrington, as you mentioned, Harrington, Nieto, Bonino, Harrington. you know, uh, just talking about guys who are going to get traded. Mm. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, maybe, maybe Gajevic, maybe Svechnikov, maybe Gregor, maybe Timo Meyer, hopefully not. So the but, fire sale. Yeah. But you're going to have new if he can freaking get healthy. Um, but who? you're going to have, by the trade deadline, by February, by March, like Bortolo is going to be up. Eckland is going to be up. Hattica should be up. Ryan Merkley should be up. Um, Aaron Dell will be up once Reimer has gone. I'm pretty convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to have guys who can come in there. and How much longer is on Gregor's? <laughs> uh Gregor's going to be an RFA this summer. Oh boy, that's gonna. Suck. And I wouldn't. And I, I, hate to say it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sharks just let him go. I, as much as I hate to say it, um, <sighs> dude, that's, But even that's, uh, going back to Schimmick, couldn't couldn't have kept Balsers and gotten rid of Gregor. Well, but well, AJ Balsers doesn't play the way that they want, allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Gregor but, does,
1: right? But, but you know, Gadovich does, Nieto does. Um, but going back to Shimmick. The other thing to keep in mind as well is uh, once next summer comes around, and I know people are gonna, you know, be getting their hand fans and and, and fanning themselves after I say this, but uh oh, you're about
0: to bring up your second favorite player?
1: I am actually. A shimmick buyout is much more palatable. Hmm. You know, for just for argument's sake. Next season, that cap hit is going to go, the cap hit would decrease from two and a quarter million to nine hundred fifty thousand. Well, if that's an
0: idea, if that's an idea you're entertaining, then you're absolutely trying to see what you work in the phones.
1: Right. Exactly. And. You know, worst case scenario, if the Sharks end up buying out Shimmick, as I said, it's not the end of the world. They're going to save, they're going to save like a million and a half bucks on the, on the first year. And then the second year, yeah, you're getting a cap charge of 65 or 650,000. But if, if the tea leaves are to be believed, you know, the, the lofty, um, I don't want to say the lofty, the positive uh, predictions for the salary cap have lately gotten even more positive just because of where the NHL's at with their revenue. That 650,000 could be nothing this time next year. Like that could be something you don't even think about.
0: Mm. Well, we see all the the digital ads and the um...
1: digital ads. And you know, the NHL is slowly, slowly, slowly getting into bed with gambling.
0: Oh, that's true. But you know, we talk about the ads, bro. Are you, are you kidding me with this?
1: This looks like shit. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I understand. Like if teams want to make money, that's fine. I support it, but oof. I think there should be an, expe- uh, uh, an exception for like the specialty jerseys.
0: Yeah. The, oof, uh, or at the least like maybe you pull the patch off one of the shoulders and put the advertisement there or something. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. I'm just Yikes. Yikes. The other thing, oh, and then you talked about sports betting. Uh it's become so popular that we're we've now switched from periods to quarters if you're the sharks, evidently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I'm like, I know they're doing some interesting new things with the scoreboard, but this is that's it's well, it's a way.
1: You know the NHL's trying to evolve. So. <laughs>
0: How how interesting would that be? Would you be uh, interested to see it tried out at a, at a certain level that we move you know from twenty 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 to fifteen 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 fifteen?
1: I just think with the way that hockey is played, how fast paced it is, and how quick it goes by, like fifteen minute quarters for hockey is just going to be a momentum killer. I think.
0: Oh, just kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's let's go to Hero and zero. What uh, I don't have a a thing for this yet. oh oh no i can't hero Hero or or zero zero.
1: (laughs) how's that (laughs) thank you thank you to the wizard of oz Hey Um, thank you steven yeah uh here i mean okay i don't want to say eric carlson because that's the sexy pick well it's the obvious pick (laughs) sure two things can be true Um, I think, you know what? I think it's for me anyway. And if I steal your answer, I'm sorry. It's Alexander Barabanov. There you go.
0: Are you sure you're pronouncing that name
1: correctly? Yes. Uh, you know, only six assists in 10 games. I think you kind of want him to get to another level, but he's, there's a lot of his, you know, what he's done to generate offense that I think has been increasingly positive. Again, he's having to play with Couture who looks like a shell of himself and Nieto, who's not very good. And he's still making things happen. You know, he's, he's, he's actually dumping the puck in and chasing after it, which not a lot of guys on this team can say that they do. Unfortunately, Um, he's getting the puck to the net. He's, he's getting shots on goal. He's kind of doing again, he's doing everything that you sort of want him to do. And I think I'm hoping that the dam is going to burst for him eventually, but You know, the other thing to keep in mind, and Drew Remenda even mentioned it last night on the broadcast, the the sort of the, I guess, the knack on his game, if you will, is it's two things. It's getting knocked off the puck easily and it's giveaways. And those are two things that he's cleaned up this year. And granted, yes, he's only played 10 games, but the things that he's needed to work on, he has worked on and they've gotten better. And so for this week, you know, especially just with how the Sharks have played, I thought – you know, for somebody who doesn't really have a lot of points to show for it, I kind of feel like he had his hands in everything over the week.
0: And I feel like a guy like Barabonoff is not someone that I see. Whether it's called out on social media or in the broadcast, it's it's not a name that you frequently hear. Like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like well, you, and you hear yeah. that with like Vlasic. Or, you know, or LeBanc, or, you know, there's definitely, yeah, yeah, there (laughs) there you go. There's definitely some whipping boys in there, and Barabanov seems to be uh, completely out of that talk.
1: Well, and and he's got the, you know, for goals, he's got the donut up right now, which, again, you obviously want them to start going in, but the type of player that Barabanov is, like, if he, say he gets the end of the season, say he's only got 10 goals, that's fine, because chances are he's going to have, like, 50 assists, so you know, it's all going to come out somehow.
0: All right. My, um, see my hero of the week. And as you pointed out, EK being the obvious pick, I think Meyer is the sexy pick. I might go off board here and I'm doing this specifically because I believe I had him as a zero last week. And, uh, I'm not going to say that we uh, have a crystal ball. But there have been times where we call out somebody in our hero zero segment, and for some reason, whatever it is, they all of a sudden start having success. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say uh, for this week, Kevin LeBanc, mm-hmm. you, you're my hero this week because you've barked your way out of the doghouse. You're on the top line now, getting the looks. I uh, got your first goal this week, and it was a it was a a good goal for the module. <laughs> so Kevin you're a banker keep keep it going make the most of this opportunity with Hurdle and Meyer I beg of you sir
1: well and and like we've said all along right like LeBanc you know people like to bag on LeBanc and call him out and and we did it last week you know we were very we were very bearish on LeBanc last week but you know as we've talked about all pretty much the last two years I think <laughs> like LeBanc is no good to the Sharks if he's not playing well and mm. i know that sounds like a really stupid obvious like statement to make and maybe it is but
0: yeah but there are other guys that go in slumps they can still be you know defensively responsible they can break up things that you know don't end up in the back of your net <clears throat> excuse me but lebanque yeah it's very much kind of like i'm not saying he doesn't play a two-way game but you definitely see it when he's not playing a two-way game
1: right ex- ex- exactly and and you know the people say oh LeBanc sucks. You need to get rid of him. He can't do anything. It's like, no, like there's a lot of circumstances that have prevented him from playing well, obviously himself being one of them, but there's a lot of outside circumstances as well. And so we've talked about it, especially last year we talked about it. You know, it's kind of where jam job Bob came from, but <laughs> like a guy like Kevin LeBanc, he's no good to you in the bottom six. He's yeah. no good to you. He's no good to you playing with Nick Bonino and Andrew Cogliano right? Like you have to play him with good players. Like we talked about at the top of the show you want a play, a good player to play good, play them with good players other good players. Like it sounds so simple, but like <laughs> it is, you know it's not a difficult concept to grasp right? And and he's one of those guys where because of the talent and the skill he has you have to give him a longer leash. You can't if he goes one game when he's minus two you can't just yank him off the line. You have to give him a longer <laughs> leash because I of the skill he has believe that's called the Gregor leash Right. Uh, you're zero for the week. So I'm not gonna say Nieto and I'm not gonna say <laughs> Benning because I've number one, I've said them before. Number two, those are the sexy picks. Well for and, zero. And,
0: and and to be fair, I think Benning took enough pain this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude. I don't know. It's you know, again, it's kind of hard for me to say. Well, actually, you know what? No, I got one. And again, I hate to even do this, but Mario Ferraro. Oh! because and, and it has nothing to do with him getting injured, but, like, let's just look at the facts. He's the worst plus-minus player on the team. And I know plus-minus doesn't always mean shit, but, like, his D partner doesn't even has, have as bad a plus-minus as he does. <laughs> like, and, and not only that, but in his rookie year, I... Remember, you know, giving commendation for Ferraro because of the the way he was able to skate and push and and push uh, offensive players to the along the glass and and sort of stifle the chance that they're trying to create. I thought his rookie year he was really incredible uh, defensively, and this year I haven't seen it at all at all. He's getting you know he's gotten walked multiple times. He doesn't have to in my eyes he doesn't have that same intensity in sort of pushing guys. Uh, Over to the boards to sort of stifle their offensive uh, chance. You know, he's either getting walked or they're just shooting it right past him. And it's just—I don't know—it almost feels—I don't want to say he's taken a step back, but on some level, I think he has. But it's more so that he hasn't taken that next step forward, right? And it's really concerning because obviously he just signed the extension, and you expect him to sort of be Vlasic 2.0. And right now, there needs to be a lot of improvement if we want that to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, my zero, <clears throat> just mentioned him. Uh, Noah Gregor, You got a shot this week against Florida. And <laughs> if you can't get in the lineup against Anaheim, what the hell, dude? I don't, yeah. I, it, it makes me wonder, like, what Quinn is seeing that he's just like, yeah, no. Like, for some whatever reason, Cre- Greger is, <laughs> you know, not as good or, I don't know, the same as – a Nieto or a Lindblom. I
1: I also don't think Gregor has really gotten a fair chance.
0: I completely agree. That's why I'm. And again, it comes back to the whole whipping boy thing. What was, uh, who was Boogner's whipping boy? Gregor. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So it just makes me wonder,
1: you know, Oh yeah. It was
0: Balsers dude. Now I remember Ball said, How many times did we bitch about him not being on the power play?
1: Dude, you straight up at Bob lied to you. Like, can we, just, can we just, just call it what it is? <laughs> Buckner, he, he was like, him. he was like, this motherfucker AJ. I don't even know to what. I've never even heard of this guy. You know, like he's probably like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just give this guy lip service. Maybe <laughs> I just give this guy lip service and maybe he'll leave me alone. Oh man! All right. Uh, and. <laughs> Anything around the
0: NHL uh, aside from the standard? dude? What the fuck is going on with Calgary? That team is falling off the yeah.
1: It's, I mean the the word kind of around the street has been that Huberto has not really played all that well to start the season. I mean he's only you know coming off of 115 points last year, and he's only on pace for uh, he's only on pace for 41 this year. So <laughs> that's not good. Um, Conversely, what the hell's going on with Seattle, dude? Oh,
0: four yeah. game win streak, dude. Martin Jones had a fucking shutout this week, dude.
1: What yeah. the hell is going on with the Kraken? <laughs> it, it, honestly, I can Again, I can't really explain it. I mean, just they like dude. we to, we kind of talked about it over the summer too. You know, they the Kraken they're they're pretty deep at forward. It, you know, the question was going to be can they can they outscore their defensive mistakes, and so far it appears that they've been able to. But, I don't know, with with situations like that, I mean, remember Anaheim last year? Like, they were, like, their defense was brutal, but they just scored so many goals that it didn't matter. And eventually they came back down to earth. I think with the Kraken, you're going to see the same thing.
0: Oh, man. Dude, it's like, in what world do we live in that the Kraken are on a four-game win streak and St. Louis is on a six-game losing skid? Like, this is the weirdest week or so of hockey that I've seen in the West in quite some time. This is... Uh... I don't, I feel
1: like, I feel like the first month of every NHL season has been, is always weird. Like every year, you always have
0: a couple weird anomalies that you go, okay, this will shake out in the wash. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so with I'm not going to get into the, um, what's the kid's name? The whole Boston
1: thing. Yeah, if you want to, I mean, I, I don't a, care. A, a handful, a handful of Teal Town individuals have put their opinions on Twitter. If you're really interested, you can check them out there. Yeah, I'm
0: not, I'm not diving into that crap. The, uh, the offer was given yeah. two days later; it's rescinded, so it's hey, already, so you, you already off th- my
1: radar. You want to know a spicy piece of information here? Bring it on. So, as we know, uh, Jonathan Dolan, remember him? Uh, fam- <laughs> famously, you know, instead of taking an NHL contract for some reason Jonathan Dolan famously went back to his hometown team no no longer in the Swedish second tier league they are now in the Swedish hockey League so you know congratulations for them um 13 points in 17 games for Jonathan Dolan Boy, so y- like you may that, look at that Euro you may look at that well you may look at that and you may say oh wow yeah he's playing really well like maybe he can parlay that into an NHL a one-year deal next year he signed a five year contract with with Timura, so yeah he's done yeah I don't think he's coming back unless it's like when he's a grizzled veteran
0: <laughs> how's Sasha looking?
1: uh Sasha has played really well too I kind of feel as though he's maybe cooled off ever so slightly but even then you know 17 uh, points in 26 games that's not nothing he's got 10 goals I mean
0: the sharks still do they care the option to to pull him back or he's he's you know locked into no, a deal he's, there.
1: So he's uh, his his deal with with UFA, uh, it was only a one it's only a one year deal, so it's for this year. But he's technically he's a restricted free agent. So oh, I guess
0: if, Big Bird isn't interested in the lunchbox.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> so if uh, you know, say the Sharks wanted to bring Chemilevsky back to North America, he would have to once his KHL season is over. Which you know, if if say his team wins the KHL championships, that would probably be in May. Which are the sharks gonna be playing in May? Doubtful. Um, <laughs> but you know, say they wanted to bring him back to North America this year, you know, he would have to sign a contract because he's an NHL RFA right now.
0: Got it. Oh, man, well, speaking of Sasha and all these other ones, uh, let's talk about that other team for a hot minute.
2: Ooh, Barracuda!
0: So the uh, the Cuda got fucking smoked. <laughs> Earlier today, in the only game that they've played this week, a very light week for them. One game in Calgary versus the Wranglers, they lost eight to two. Uh, I guess the good thing that you can take away from this is that Robbins had two points, including a goal. Eckland got on the board, Ryan Merkley got on the board. So I guess you can say, well, there's that, but on the flip side, of course, is Arundel got pulled. He got yanked. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens on Tuesday when the Cuda face the Wranglers again. If Makaniemi is going to start that one after, I don't know, Dell is still picking up the pieces. It's a heavy week for the Barracuda. They're going to play the Wranglers again on Tuesday. Then they returned to tech CU for a four game homestand, including one versus the Ontario rain who are doing well. And then a pair versus the Colorado Eagles. So, since that hot 4-0 and start, they have two regulation losses. I'm sorry, three regulation losses now and a shootout loss. Um, and you can't even blame the Sharks for pillaging their cabinet. Like, they, you know, nobody's been called up yet. So what, what's going on with the CUDA? What, how do you go from 4-0 and to whew?
1: Well, I, I think it's just... Are, we, are we
0: ready to give McCarthy a pink slip? What's going on?
1: No, I, I and, and obviously, you know, Ian and Kevin and Mark, they could speak to this much more than I could, but... I think they did a couple days ago, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, last Wednesday, the three of them, they spoke about uh, the Barracuda, the Prospects, all that kind of stuff. So it's on our YouTube if you want to check it out. Those three guys, they do good work and, you know, you definitely want to give that a look. I What I would have to say is, I think the Pacific Division for the AHL, like, I... I would say it's probably a really competitive decision, division, mm-hmm. and so you're just—it's bound to happen, right, where you're just going to see teams sort of up and down. And, I, you know, the Silver Knights, I mean, are kind of the exception. They're really brutal, but, you know, eight of the ten teams are either 500 or close to 500. So it's kind of been all over the place uh, for the Pacific Division and the AHL, but I think— I don't know, these kinds of things happen. I mean, if, you know, the Barracuda could just as easily go on a five-game rip here and, and we're not even going to be thinking about this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, either way, look forward to that homestand. In fact, uh, if memory serves, that that game against Ontario, I will be there. Looking forward to it. It's fun, fun uh, atmosphere there at TechCU. So more, more people should check it out, goddammit. Oh, shall we... Move on to your favorite segment and mine. Tweet Tweet of of the week. week. Crap, crap, that's that's annoying. annoying. (laughs) Yeah, let's turn that off. All right, I put this up only because the NHL is is going, you know, the year of EK65 continues. The year? Guys, it's been a couple weeks. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but one of our uh, favorite viewers goes by the name of "Say It With Me Now." Noel <laughs> <laughs> sent sent in this video, dude. Check the check this out. To pay particular attention to the glove. This is a new way to make a glove save in hockey. Evident.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> are you kidding me (laughs) hey you know what Lee uh leave no stone unturned (laughs) dude that's I mean uh, that's
0: just never gonna happen again in my lifetime but really one of the coolest things uh let's get to this lunchbox giveaway there uh
1: do we have a jingle for this
0: (laughs) don't make me turn on that echo again (laughs) uh so the lunchbox, there's,
1: how we how dude, we doing? This? Is there a, is there a question? Are we doing a straw poll? How are we doing? this? No,
0: I'll tell you. But I just want to let you know, there are things in here.
1: Oh shit, dude! There this it's
0: it's not an empty lunchbox like mine is with the way Eric is playing. But <coughs> there there are things in here. You can see there's a, there's a Doug Wilson banner, there's a Barracuda towel, there's a Holiday Hurdle bobblehead. Wow, there is a sharks fanny pack. There are things up in here. So this seemed the way now you tell me if I'm wrong and we'll we'll change it all right sure. I figured the most uh, equal way to, to do it you know nobody can like get on YouTube or Wikipedia or whatever and try to look up shit um, how about? If you're interested, you hit up Hockey Jerk on email. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because love he, he loves to create spreadsheets for this type of shit.
1: You know it. Uh, I'm already starting.
0: So how about whoever comes closest to... Closest without going over. Yeah, closest without going over. The Sharks play three games this coming week. Thursday, Friday, Sunday. And which, of course, means it's uh, it's it's a Pucknologist takeover. Jerk's ooh, favorite.
1: <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> so,
0: how about this? Whoever comes closest without going over to the team, GAA and save percentage. So, I because we don't know if, oh. if Reimer is starting all three. We don't know if Kackenin starting all three. We don't know who. Interesting. All, all I'm looking for is the closest. To the and goals against average and save percentage.
1: And you're talking compounded over the three games, right?
0: Yes. Over okay. those three games, you know, because right now it says Rhymer over, well, over this time. Yeah. 9 10 with a 288. And Kakanen, 8 7 8 with a 3.62 goal. Uh, uh, yeah. Goals against. So there you go. And uh, should there be a tiebreaker or something in there? Um, well, dude, the, the idea that somebody is like, we might have the same goals against average, but there's no way that's also going to be the same save percentage as well.
1: Yeah. maybe. Or or should we
0: just go with save percentage and then goals against is the tiebreaker?
1: Um, hmm. Yeah. That's probably the best way to do it.
0: All right, then. (laughs)
1: <laughs> unless like, unless you really want to get crazy and like, I I see, I, know, f- I feel like
0: this is already a bordering on psycho. I
1: don't know. I mean, if you want to get really crazy, you could have them pick like, oh, okay, so like what's the, you know, and obviously you'd have to get your answers in by Wednesday night or Thursday morning, but like, you you know, what's the splits going to be like, you know, three games, who's getting the starts? Like, you know, is it Reimer? Kacken, see, and Reimer? I, I
0: think we'd have a lot of ties though.
1: Well that uh, yeah, okay, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm saying I think it's uh <clears throat> yeah. Just what is what is the collective save percentage and goals against average over the three games? Does that sound like a deal? So what email address do they need to hit you up at?
1: Uh it's going to be hockey and this is all one word. Hockey jerk ten at gmail dot com. Please you can. You don't have to give me your government name. You can give me a bullshit alias if you really want to. But if you win. <laughs> we have to send gonna, it to somebody. <laughs> I'm going to email you back and let you know, hey, you won. So you be- don't be asleep at the wheel or we're going to go to the next person. Yeah. And, oh, I should also get put a- entry, Sorry. Get your entries in by Thursday puck drop, we'll say.
0: Yeah. Um, or by pregame. Sure. Uh, the one caveat. I hate to do this to you, but it's the world we live in. You have to live in the 48 U S if now, if you're outside of there, if you're in Canada, if you're one of our friends in Europe or Australia, because we see the, uh, the metrics, we know we have some friends, uh, that are outside the U S 48. If you want to, if you win, we will give you the, and you're outside the U S 48. If you win, we will give you the option to cover the freight and I'll send it to you.
1: There you go. And just, just so we're clear again, so save percentage is the contest goals against average is the tiebreaker. Sure. Okay. I feel like save percentage is easier to
0: yep. guess. Yeah. That's why, that's why it went that way. So there you go. And like I said, this lunch box, uh, box has a lot of fun, little giddy goodies in it. And that's not to say that there's not something else that might get put into it before it leaves. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a, we we have coasters for Christ's
1: sakes. Well, and and again, not you know, not to you know, not to not to pee in your sink or anything, but uh, there, I, I don't know about you, but I you know I'm finally after, after three and a half months, I'm finally starting to organize my home office, and I'm realizing there's a lot of things I have that maybe it's not as important to me to keep as it once was. I know. So oh, are we gonna do? Uh, are we gonna do like the might... twelve shows of Christmas? Something like that, or you know what? Depending on how much stuff I can unearth, like we might be doing giveaways once a week. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, so hey, stick... another reason to come back Sunday night at seven p.m. Pacific.
0: Yeah, that's unless there's a takeover, which there is next week. So we're going to be on a little earlier. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so hey,
1: you know what? Being on earlier, I support it. Oh. Being on later, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 cross that bridge.
0: <laughs> All right, so. Uh, the Sharks are going to start a four-game road trip this Thursday in St. Louis versus an ice cold—we're talking frigid Blue Squad. They've lost six straight after starting out three and zero. They're at the bottom of the Central. Nobody saw that coming. Yes, this is the same division, by the way, that has Arizona going three and six right now. So basically the same record. <laughs> uh, the next night they're going to face Joe Pavelski and the division leading Dallas Stars, currently eight three and one. And then on Sunday, the Sharks will finish uh, at least the week, not the road trip, but the week for us, against Minnesota, currently 5-5-1, five, five, and one, although that may have changed early. In fact, all these records may have changed since, because uh, I think I wrote them down yesterday, and I have no idea who played today. I was busy. So either way, you guessed that it, It's a Pucknologist takeover. What time does that Minnesota game start anyway? Uh,
1: 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Oh! <sighs> Holy crap. <laughs>
1: So, <laughs> so that means we're going to be
0: on about quarter to six. Is that about right? I was right? going
1: to say that leaves us a choice. You know, we started six or.
0: No, uh, we start when the game is over.
1: 5.30, bitches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, dude. They've been going to a shootout a lot lately. <laughs>
1: need, to, need to be in bed by a tight 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: so tight. Love it. So, yeah, we're going to be on a little earlier than usual. And, hey, yep. come in and find out who uh, who won the uh, the lunchbox full of goodies. And during that time, hey, remember to check out our post-game casts every week. We got Landy, Puck Guy, Dana, Mark, Ian, who knows who could show up at those things. (laughs) I don't know, but it happens after every single Sharks game that is played. You can follow him at Hockey underscore Jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore Strong. Remember to leave your take in the comment section of this YouTube video if you were not able to join us live. And if you have anything you want Jerk and I to dive into, By all means, hit it in the chat or throw it in the comment section or hit us up on Twitter at Pucknologist. So, uh, famous last words, sir.
1: Famous last words. I am opening my email right now, and we're gonna see if anybody has already sent me something. (laughs) No, they have not. You're all slackers. (laughs) Oh, camper move, people. Yes, okay. So right now, if you're listening on delay, I'm sorry this isn't for you, but if you're listening live, uh it is November sixth, uh, twenty twenty two, eight eighteen PM. You have, let me see, one, two, three, four. You've got about ninety-two ninety-one, ninety-two hours. Ninety hours. What do you, what do you got their numbers? To to email me your picks for the contest. And as soon as, you know, as soon as I Get your email. You'll be on the spreadsheet. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, Alex Beltran claims he just sent me an email. We're going to get a little refresh. I don't see it. Um, you know, hey, give it a minute. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, just hey, a reminder hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com.
0: And check your spam. Spam catcher. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Yes, but. Uh, <laughs> Shoeshine.
0: That's... Hit rewind, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving away a lunchbox. Rewind it if you want to hear how to get it.
1: A lunchbox plus some other goodies. Don't yeah. forget the goodies.
0: Yeah, all the goodies that are inside.
1: But um, yeah, you know, I'm going to be checking, and, and we're going to we're going to reveal the contest um, on next week's show at some point. The contest winner, that is. Um, and again, depending on how many things I can unearth, we might do a, a twelve days of Pucknologist's Christmas or you know holiday, whatever you whatever you celebrate. We don't judge. Um, you know, might be a weekly giveaway thing. Um, There's a lot of options, you know, the reasons to come back. That's my long-winded version of saying that.
0: I'm going to uh, throw this out. You can put it in the chat or put it in the comment section uh, if you weren't able to join us live. But uh, this is the thing I want to know. For the last two weeks, we've all been uh, just, I don't know, what praying to the fountain of Eric Carlson. He's killing it. Do you think Eric Carlson will continue his current tear and he's finally back to form and he's going to challenge for that Norris or do you think this is an anomaly and he'll be back to the EK 65 that sharks fans have become accustomed to the previous three years, leave it in the comment section. Let us know, tell us right now in the chat jerk. What do you think?
1: I, you know what, as we talked about earlier, you know, his, his ice time deployment uh, is a little bit different, which I think is in his favor. And to me, there's no reason. Yeah, yes. Is is he gonna continue to average four points a game? I'm not totally convinced of that, but I think at the way like the way things are going right now, just in terms of his ice time, in terms of his health and deployment and all that kind of stuff, he's going to continue to. Uh, he's going to continue to score at a above average pace. A, a Norris Trophy pace, I would say. I mean, really, the only kind of thing that's gonna jam him up is gonna be his health, and so you just have to hope that that you know holds up and that the worst is truly behind him.
0: Uh, yeah. For me, it's the you know, if he is he gonna continue continue the tear or is he gonna go back to form jerk? I have three words for you. I am unsure. <laughs> just saying. And now we there get some more more coming in from Jesse. Our thoughts on Noah Gregor. Did uh, did we like go back in time or something? What <laughs> did we not talk about him 20 minutes ago? Where you at, buddy? <laughs> hey, you the know what? The great thing uh, about these podcasts is that you can go back and listen to them from the beginning. It's awesome.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, and and that's the be- like you said, you know, if you're late, you know, catch the replay on YouTube, uh mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Hell yeah. Spotify, uh SoundCloud for some reason. Uh <laughs> You know there's options but you know to to offer a quick to offer the you know the TLDR thought um, I really like the player I don't think he's gotten a fair opportunity to show what he's got but at the same time the games he has played he hasn't made a difference
0: Yeah do something gregor not to get the stick start poking you with it Remember to click like on this uh, video if you liked it click subscribe if you didn't remember to subscribe on YouTube follow us on social media and if you listen to the podcast on something like any of the apps that Jerk just named, whatever it is, help us out, subscribe to that content, leave the review if possible, and you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more in the included show notes. And in fact, I think I'm going to have to drop in Hockey Jerk's email there. As hockey always.
1: Jerk, hockey jerk 10 at gmail.com. Alex Beltran's email has come through. You do not get bonus points for being first, but it shows that you are committed to winning the contest, and we appreciate it. You
0: care is what we're saying. And so we care about you. There you have it. Uh, You're buying that bullshit, right? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) As always, find everything on tealtownusa.com. Dude, under 90. I'm impressed. I am impressed. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Whatever you're doing. Could be both. But thanks for hanging out with us this Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday following Sharks versus Wilds. We're going to be on just a scotch earlier. Have a great end of your weekend, and hey, Tennessee and Kansas City are tied at 17 with 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter, so go enjoy that for a minute. See you next week.